We're always talking smack, smack, and telling lots and lots of stories. We hope you think we're funny and not really boring. It's the Nathan and Gabe Show. Nathan and Gabe Show. Nathan and Gabe Show. There, there aren't even any words here. I can't do it. Can't do what? I, I fuck it. I'll, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. It's the Nathan and Gabe show. Welcome back, friends. Hey, we got a new thing going on. Gabe, what are we doing? Uh, we're branching off from the getting coasted umbrella, so to speak. Yeah. We're, uh, we're starting off the Nathan and Gabe show officially just under. Yeah, we're just doing our own thing. The Nathan, Nathan and, and Gabe, Gabe show. show. Yep. We're an independent uh, podcast run by nobody. Well, yeah. run by nobody. Controlled by nobody. Owned by nobody. It's yeah. just the Nathan and Gabe show. Owned 5149, Nathan and Gabe. Yeah. I like it. Those are good. That's a good percentage. I would never say sure. fifty-one for me. What? I mean, you have it's you have a nicer phone than I do, so that counts. Okay, so we're you recording. On, okay, but well, I'm we're also using my my GoPro camera for uh, for. You're doing all the clips. editing, all that yeah. stuff. How many hours have you spent editing those little clips? Oh, so you meant fifty-nine or fifty-one? Me? That yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll okay, give you fifty-one. Cool. Yeah. yeah, let me let me get the uh, the, gonna close the door here, gang. Oh, is it we're, being too loud? We're in live action right now. Uh, you okay. guys, the Pod Shack is. A little warm today. The old PNW is going through a heat wave. Yes, it is. And the valley, they say, is going to get like, what, 113 today yeah. or some crazy shit? That seems nuts, man. Yeah. It's not even July yet, and they're hitting 113 in the valley. Cue the forest fires. Right. Bound to happen. I, yeah, I'm really not looking forward to that. I yeah. mean, the red skies. Remember those days? I, you I wake up that. and the sky was like orange That's outside. Scary. Very surreal, very mm-hmm. apocalyptic vibe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want that to be a normal thing. In the midst of that, and everybody walking around with face masks and stuff, it was just like this weird kind of dystopian future. Very, that yeah. Into. But you know what's weird, right? So Mad Max vibe. Danny and I drove to Reno uh, just this past weekend, right? Yeah. And we saw like signs on the side of the road that said, like, fines, right? So it's a $1,000 fine for littering. Okay. Which seems fair. Sure. Don't litter. Yeah. That's don't a high enough bug. of a price to pay. But it was only a $500 fine for throwing out burning material. So, yeah, that seems a little Doesn't crazy. That, yeah. Wouldn't it be, I think it would be 1000 for littering, 5000 for 15000 dude. Don't, yeah. Don't light the whole woods on fire. You well, see those places ravaged by fire yeah 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 for sure i i 100 agree with you there and of course they're talking about like cigarettes yeah people like right. flip, flip throwing their cigarettes yeah. out the window and then yeah that's 100 that's definitely started forest fires yeah which are a problem <laughs> a big problem. so yeah 500 i agree with you man i'm not a big fan of like fining people and restricting shit but mm. that is one i can get behind for if sure. you're if you're reckless with anything that's on fire and you're especially in an area that's caused has had terrible wildfires like yeah. you're you could cause one and that's that's like worth more than five hundred dollars yeah five hundred bucks is like i mean that you, you can't even get a new phone for five hundred dollars like yeah a, no a way new phone hell no i just bucks. got one it's definitely not five hundred dollars yeah maybe three times that. it's crazy yeah, yeah it's co- wild but look what you can do with the phone now too i i took yeah. a night vision picture Really? And bro, it's 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 pretty awesome. Plus, yeah. Like I can see in the dark. My phone's got like fifteen cameras on it. So uh I was out smoking some meat last night, some uh late night uh beef jerky, and then it's I not a euphemism. For it, something gay, dude. Yeah. No. <laughs> smoking meat. Sorry, dude. Smoking meat. Uh no, I literally just love to smoke meat. It's, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's great to be I, able to... I've enjoyed some of your smoked meat. Yeah. I do it a lot. Brisket, I, I do it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I spend a lot. Because listen, if shit hits a fan, again, as a man, I, I'm always thinking fifteen steps ahead. I'm ready with a pile of beef jerky about smoked meat yeah. in the freezer ready to go and what i like to do is i'll get those big slabs of meat the beef and i'll like cut cubes of fat which yeah. is pretty pretty na- and then i'll smoke that fat and i'll put it on the top grill so the smoke melts that fat and it drips down onto all the rest of the yeah. meat below it and uh gives you a nice layer of fat over every piece Probably vegetarians wouldn't be into it, but for us meat eaters, it's like primo. It's the best. And I've probably got, I don't know, a nice nice little bit. Yeah. Stock, ready to go. How many pounds do you even know net net weight? 
Uh, yeah, I usually buy like you know a slab of it. So I think my smoker can put about ten pounds of meat in there. Wow. Yeah. And then after it smokes it though, does it take some of the weight out? Right. For it sure. Takes water yeah. It takes some of the. Out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Kind of dehydrates it a little but bit. Still, I mean, you get what you know, seven pounds of meat off a ten pound slab of meat. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, Good. I mean, that's primo energy too. Yeah. I mean, those chunks of smoked fat. Yeah. You know, if you're hiking and you're trying to pack like twenty plus miles a day with a heavy backpack on. Yeah. Just eating a chunk of smoked beef fat. Yeah. Like that's what you need to. And just the salt in there that helps with like electrolytes, yep. right? And Conserve, keeps that water, keeps you keeps hydrated. You hydrated. Yep. Right. Yep. Plus the good minerals that are in salt and stuff and that yeah. Himalayan sea salt. You know, you got to use the good stuff. Is it the pink stuff? Yeah, for sure. That's cool. From uh, Pakistan. Really? I think so. Is uh, the Himalayas in Pakistan? I think so. I, I, dude, I, I'm sorry. I've been over I'm there. Not very well, I'm not very well versed. Like, in if you geography. ask me right now, like, where's Georgia? I'd be like, I don't know. It's south. I was talking about the one overseas. Hey, just getting high. Hey, everybody. A little geography over for you. So, you. Uh, what did we start? I feel like we got sidetracked early on when what we were, we were talking we st- about forest fires. No, pre forest fire, we were talking about the Nathan and Gabe show. Yeah. What the heck we got going on? So, people that have actually listened to us, this would actually be episode what? 15. 15. Yeah. 1 5. And so, we did 14 hours of Nathan and Gabe's show. Underneath the Getting Coasted podcast. And and all that is, is like, that was my original idea was, how do I tell the story of the coast, mm-hmm. you know? And and my experience here, being a new surfer and fishing and, and doing jujitsu with the team and all these fun things that we do here on the coast and trying to tell that story. And also, like, delve deep into the coastal lifestyle. There's a lot of different cool, unique people that are out here because it's, it's kind of a unique place. It provides... A lot of challenges, the weather yeah. specifically, and people's livelihoods are built around the ocean, which is right there. And it's just a really weird dynamic. So if you live here, you're you're only kind of doing a couple of different industries, probably, mm-hmm. unless you have an independent business. And so it brings out a lot of cool, unique people on the coast. And my, my goal with the Getting Coasted podcast was to tell that story. Yeah. But then we started the Nathan and Gabe show. And it's been awesome. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I thought it was going to be like just an extra thing that I did kind of on the side. And it turned out that, you know, when you're doing stuff that you enjoy and you, you like we do, we have a good time. We're always laughing. Yeah. But then you have goals too, right? And sometimes when you aim for those goals, you, you don't always hit the goal that you're aiming for, but you still level up. Mm-hmm. And that's my thought with the Nathan and Gabe show, us going to just straight Nathan and Gabe and taking that and just seeing how far we can run with it. That's, it's cool. It's kind of like a new achievement unlocked. I never had the Nathan and Gabe show in mind when I, when I started this, yeah. but this is what it's turned into. And I think it's turned into something pretty awesome. Yeah. So why not just make it our thing and, and do it? Isn't that how it seems like that's how life works. So, so much of the time yeah. is you throw out 15 ideas. And then, like, the last, like, the very last wasn't really even in the forefront of your brain. That one ends up being the one that just charges through. Yeah. It's like the underdog of your own. Well, as an artist, you you sit down with a blank slate and you start to create your art. Mm-hmm. But at some point, the art starts to take its own thing, right? Yeah. It, it takes its own turn. And you're kind of along for the ride. Mm-hmm. And the finished product is very rarely, like, exactly what you had in mind. Never really. Yeah, yeah. right? I'm not so... Just like with jujitsu, mm-hmm. you know? To get to a certain... And I, I always use jujitsu, so the art is a better it's example. It's a good filter, though. Yeah, but... Jiu-jitsu is a good filter. To I think art through. is a good way to understand that, too. Mm-hmm. That, like, the thing that you finish with, the, the finished product, after all that hard work and effort, is its own unique creation. Yeah. That's what makes it special. Same thing with the podcast. Same thing with, yeah, anything. If The trick is to start with having goals. Because mm-hmm. if you're not trying to level yourself up you're not going to even get to a different version of leveling up, right? You'll get to a different version of, like, unhappiness. Right. Where it's the same version, the same miserable unhappiness. You're just further down the road in it. Yeah, right? So people have different levels of, like, being depressed. Right. You know, but to conquer that, the other side of that coin is different levels of having goals. Mm -hmm. And if you're a a part-time goal getter, cool, then maybe... You and of course my jujitsu filter. You do jujitsu once a week or once every uh, week and a half, two weeks, something mm-hmm. like that. And then there's the people who are in there every single class, five minutes early, f- 
five minutes late, yeah. or five minutes after class, before and after. Just those are the ones that that level up more. And those people, they're going to hit their goals faster than the part-time goal getters, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes jujitsu, like for me in in fighting, my pursuit of fighting is what branched off into my pursuit of jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for MMA fighting, I would have never found jujitsu. Right. And if it wasn't for jujitsu, I would have never started a gym. Yeah. And if you know, if it wasn't starting then, a gym, I would have yeah. never had the Nathan the Game show. show. Yeah. So the pursuit of always trying to level up gets you somewhere. Yeah. And if you're not trying that, you're not gonna get anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I like that, man. Being goal-oriented, that's big. You know, it was a big compliment that you paid me, speaking of, uh, this is like a long time ago, real long time ago, but it was something that I took with me and I was like proud about. You have a champion's frame. <laughs> that was, uh, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was really early on. I remember that, but uh, it was, um, you know, it's funny, real quick, well, let me let me talk about the champion's frame story. Uh, yeah, let me like put a pin in that. Let me tell you this first. When you told me, uh, you were talking about everybody being in class, and then you pointed to me when I was new, and you said, "I literally can't get this guy to leave." Yeah, <laughs> and I, because I was always here like a half hour <laughs> early and staying an hour late at every class. So I was like, "Okay, that was a big deal." But the champions frame story, right? So here's actually how it how it broke down. You didn't tell me that I had the champions frame. You told Seamus, our teammate, that he has a champions frame, and then I, this was his very first day in the gym ever, and me being me an asshole i walk up to Seamus and i go uh yeah i mean like he told me that first like you know like it's nothing special but you never told me I never that. Said it. you told me uh something about being a champion yeah which i keep near and dear to me yeah but i <laughs> i went up to Seamus and i was like yeah i mean like don't don't oh, get excited so you popped yeah, i was bubble. like i was like that was me first so yeah. yeah the thing about that is i do genuinely mean it it's uh it's and there's everybody there's champion in any frame Sure. So yeah, exactly. You can find yeah. somebody that looks like you that's one somewhere, probably. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, really, everybody could have a champion's frame. Yeah. But there are the people, the body types, you know, like, look at, uh, again, I talk about him all the time, and I'm terrible at remembering his name, the Olympic swimmer that won, Michael, Michael Phelps. Phelps. Yeah. That dude has a unique swimming body. Yeah. He's got long torso, like, big, flat feet, mm-hmm. and uh, his, his body's just made for for swimming yeah. and then you see people too like as a as a grappler i'll look at somebody and be like dude tell me you're a wrestler and you know they're often yeah for yeah. sure i'm like i can tell just by the way you're you know by the, <laughs> the way, way your stance is yeah and uh and if not it's like dude you got to get in the gym because you're built for this shit. yeah right you know and you can early on uh i remember uh God, I don't really remember, but somebody talked about my shoulders being square. Mm-hmm. Like I have like a T frame on my shoulders mm-hmm. and I was always like, yeah, that's sick, dude. Like my shoulders are like naturally teed out. Yeah. And I was always really proud of like the way that my shoulders were and, uh, and it had nothing to do with my hard work or anything like this is <laughs> early on. I just knew that somebody said that I had a good frame to like build muscle on. Yeah. And then I was like, that's yeah, awesome. I yeah. like that. That's all and you needed. That 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 helped. It helped spark kind of okay, like okay, I, that means I can do it. And if that this guy thinks that I can do that, then I'm gonna go do it. Yeah. And sometimes you know you think that oh I got short legs so I can't do this. We we tend to put we being me and everybody put limits on ourselves all the time. Mm-hmm. We're always freaking shooting ourselves in the foot. And I don't know why that is. That's kind of like an ego thing. It's like a deep rooted fear. It's like an insecurity to level up outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I think that that's something that not everybody maybe deals with, but those that are goal oriented that start to level up in anything they do, there's almost like this weird feeling of not belonging there. Mm-hmm. Like not really deserving of where you're at. Yeah. And sometimes that's like a just a lack of confidence. Sure. But that lack of confidence can come from like ignorance or just from not having had somebody like push you like mm-hmm. help you get that confidence in yourself sure and uh that's important man if you're going to be a leader to help build up the people around you you have to start to instill that confidence in them mm-hmm. and sometimes it's letting them know that they're more capable of of what they even think that they are right and uh and with body types and jujitsu and fighting and grappling all those uh, you know, you've gone against guys that are taller than you, guys that are shorter, sure. guys that are wider than you, mm-hmm. and they all bring different challenges based on 
their you know obviously their skill and their strength right. but their their natural frame mm-hmm. how they're built that plays a role in the the variables yeah, of the fighting yeah. and so um sometimes people that are tall and lanky they'll come into the gym and they'll think you know am i too tall and lanky for this stuff and it's so it's up to me it's up to us yeah. as as leaders in the gym to say no not only are you are you perfectly built for this yeah, you might face some challenges based on that, but you can also be above and beyond other people based on th- that yeah. body type too. Absolutely. That long, you know. So we've seen it with with these young, skinny, strong guys coming mm-hmm. into the gym and how good they're getting because we've pointed them at the direction of of fighting exactly. where their their body types are going to be the best. Mm-hmm. That's huge to learn that. Yeah. People don't, you know, that just comes it can come from getting smashed over and over and over and and then developing slowly the realization oh i'm I'm better here than i am here mm-hmm. but if you have a good coach and a good team of people around you they can help you discover those things a lot faster and save you a lot of time it streamlines the whole yeah process. hell yeah yeah that's why it's good to have different weights different sizes mm-hmm. just a, a variety of body types to train with and then smart people that's mm-hmm. dude we're so lucky on the yeah. coast because We've got a lot of smart people in the gym, and the, and we've got such a good, happy, positive vibe. It's like a, it's a level up vibe. Mm-hmm. And if you walk in the gym, I mean, you can sense that immediately. Yeah. It's it's a good vibe. When I open up that door and walk into the gym, like the feel is like s- s- intelligent, education, healthy, positivity, mm-hmm. winning, like all good thoughts and and yeah. vibes. And I think that that comes from being a little hippity dippity. That comes sure. from all of the energy that we've created in that in that space. Yeah, there's been a lot of learning energy, mm-hmm. a lot of overcoming challenges. Yeah, you know, a lot of like confidence building and mm-hmm. like and and healthiness and happiness. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's struggle through that, but struggle brings that promotes growth. Hell yeah, yeah, stress promotes growth for I mean, sure. That's, there's a direct correlation with that. Yep. Like when we're pounding against each other's bodies. Whoa. That that's hey Whoa. that's not hey Whoa, bro. Whoa, what are you gonna smoke my meat? Here's the thing. Uh but if one word, you know, pushing each other to this like crazy, uncomfortable spots, it's nice because that's where you end up getting that growth from, that personal growth. Yeah. And that even the positivity through the sadness, like I've I've bled in here, I've sweat in here, I've cried in here. Oh boy. Not in the shack. Okay. In the in the, in the shower. shower. In the shower. I've cried. Okay. But the thing is, not like shampoo in your like, eyes. Like, oh, it happens. Yeah, I was like, why am I so good? Like, it's, it's frustrating. Like, I got the fastest me. tap in the gym. Yeah. Just oh boy. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a drag. But uh, yeah, it's been a. There's a, a lot of like growth in this place. It's like in the walls now. Yeah, I agree. You know, and there's also like sweat too. Yeah. Because we never put a layer of seal over the wood. Oh man, <laughs> what? <laughs> we should do that. We got even some Thompsons on we that. We should do that. Shout yeah. out to Thompsons. Who's Thompson? Thompsons Water Seal. Okay. They did the seal on the deck allegedly. Yeah. At Niagara Falls. Oh wow. Which I always thought about this though. If Great advertising. At, if you're at, I know, right? But if you're at Niagara Falls, how the hell did they build those decks? Yeah. That that, would, I mean, that would have been... You got hazard pay. Such a sure. hard job. Well, dude. I... Dude, weirdly that you brought that up, I saw a like, stupid Instagram post this morning of a girl who was mowing the lawn mm-hmm. at Niagara Falls, and she has like a whole big strap. Her her back is like strapped to like a, a thing to like keep her from falling off the edge. Oh. Even though she wasn't really that far from the edge, she was pretty... You know, she probably had, I don't know, 15, 20 feet. Still. But she mowed the lawn be in the space between the fence and then the the waterfall. Wow. So, yeah, somebody has to mow that, and it's this girl. Yeah. And for her to do it, she had to get Good strapped Good for her in. getting after it. Yeah. Well, it's a job. I mean, she probably didn't want to do it. I bet. I mean, still, that's like, <laughs> wow. Like, what a, uh, what a bold young woman yeah i mean if you got to mow a lawn it might as well be on the edge of the niagara falls yeah i mean that's a pretty epic view yeah but ultimately i feel like it would just like once you did it once you'd be like i don't want to do that again I'm good on that. <laughs> pretty yeah. scary man yeah you know yeah. that's a that's a hell of a drop i don't know how tall it is or anything have you, you never been there maybe when i was little really yeah we did like a lot of traveling when i was little my family did okay but I don't remember most of it. Okay. You know, I was that little. That was so after you came back from the UK. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so people that are just tuning into the Nathan and Gabe okay, show. Okay, yeah, this is episode one. Yeah, right. it's it's kind of, it's episode one. Yeah, of the official launch of Nathan and Gabe show yeah. as independent podcast. Yeah, that's true. But for uh, those diehards mm-hmm. that right, maybe they're listening to this. It's it's uh, they've gone backwards. We're hot right now, right? It's the okay. year 2022. Yeah. Uh, Nathan and Gabe shows like number one. Yeah. And people are going back, and they're like, "Let me hear, let me hear the beginning, the very start." Well, it's not this it's not right this. now. There's actually a, a prequel. Yeah. Right, and that's under the, the getting, getting coasted, coasted podcast. Which wow. who knows if that'll even be around? I don't know. Who knows? Probably. Yeah. The internet. I feel like in my head, I have like uh like little like eight track tapes that have the episodes on it. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's ever gonna play those. No, no, but they're there and they exist. They do. They're out there now. So does that mean? Uh, well, we'll probably cover some of those things that we covered. But like, that makes sense. like just talking about right now where sure. you were born. If you yeah. wanna, if you really wanna know where all that story comes from, it's to the prequels. That's that'd be on episode two. Wow. Because on episode one, I said that I was born overseas. You, you, and didn't, I didn't, didn't know. Really know where. You didn't know. Yeah. And then episode two, you came in with the big. Yeah. Yeah. That I was born on uh, RAF Upper Hayford. RAF being Royal Air Force. Nice. The base over there. Yeah. 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 I mean, we don't have to rehash the whole story. I know, right? What are we going to do? But but if people want to hear it, episode two. Episode two, guys. Under the Getting Coasted podcast, Nathan and Gabe Show. Yeah. That episode one, though, it's funny how far we've came now. For sure. Well, like, let's talk about the ad. Yeah. Right, if you go back and listen to the original, mm-hmm. the the prequel a series, choppy. a little choppy. We're in the gym, right? So there's like an echo, yeah. And uh, it turned out okay. It I think it right. made us like three dollars. Yeah, I hate it. You all know, right. which I, is I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Put it towards your phone. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, so if I don't even know where, <laughs> it probably won't even let you cash out until you get to uh, a certain amount. Yeah. Well, I yeah. Who, yeah. Ca- who cares? We'll what go. if we? Wouldn't that be wild? though if we forgot about that just and just grow and, oh and well if we hit episode 100 and then yeah. we go back and there's like yeah that'd and be you'd be like, wow there's like a lot of a lot of views and a lot of money too bad we could have episodes. got it paid in bitcoin oh that'd have been nice look at how much i'm sweating yeah it's warm in here so wow, the pot really sweating man. yeah i can feel my my chest <laughs> oh my god what are you actually cutting weight well i got a giant pot of hot coffee yeah you're hand. holding it in your hands dude like mine's on the table so the yeah. the sun is shining through this giant window here yeah. there's no airflow in this room and it's sealed off so mm. there's not a whole lot of sound coming in yeah. it also is like a sauna yeah so the pod sauna today yeah, which and is okay though. I it's mean, all right. We're trying to maintain a healthy weight. Yeah, I don't mind, dude. I'm down to one eighty five point six. Really? Yeah. Dang. I used to walk at like eighty five when I fought at seventy. Wow. So I'm slowly making my way back down. You want to know the secret to losing weight? To losing weight? Yeah, absolutely. Besides just working my ass off and drinking yeah. a lot of water, kale, bro. Really? A I have a big fat garden full of kale and yeah. collards and chard. Yeah. And all of those like hefty leafy greens, mm-hmm. they like, scrape your guts as they go through and clean you out. And so I've been eating like uh you know how I love my smoked meat. I'll yeah. take I'll take a couple pieces of that, I'll chop it up real small, mm-hmm. fry it up with some rice, and then take that rice and mix it up with some kale or some collards. Yeah. And dude, I've been eating that as like dinner for a couple nights a week for last few weeks man like the weight's just coming See, off that's that's, that's the a secret deal okay good yeah because yeah you know your boy's trying to cut some i got weight. i'll give you a bag full of kale Dude, if you, be... do you i think i asked you before and you said you're gonna check on your kale supply is that you no oh, I, don't, I don't grow anything. i try to push kale off on everybody because i got a, such a big garden full i'll Did... give you a bag really yeah if you're listening to this and it's any time uh, around <laughs> the launch date of this. Yeah. Uh, you want to come through and get some kale? I got you. Yeah. Yeah, I grow a lot. And the way I, I, I harvest it is uh, through, like, the grazing method. And are you familiar with that? Isn't that where you take little bits off so it'd be, like, as if a deer were to be Exactly. It, yeah, right? the natural, you know, animals naturally pick at this stuff. So, uh, of course, the gazillion years of evolution allows them to regrow even faster so they produce more leaves and Mm. so as long as you're just kind of shearing the top layer off you're going to get more and more and eat that all year long that's nice and uh with collards and kale that stuff it's a perennial so it just keeps growing that's killer yeah Yeah. and so i went so hard on garlic and collards kale and hot peppers this year that's pretty much uh sums up most of my 
Damn. I don't know how many square feet, but a lot. You've yeah. seen it out there. Yeah, you got a good size garden. So, dude, the plan is 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 tons of kale, mm-hmm. collards. Uh, go hard on the rice. Keep smoking the meat, mixing that in there, and then stock up is that on that as much as I can, and uh, do that for as long as I can, dude. Rice is cheap. Yeah. Meat is expensive, but if you chop it up pretty small, then smoke yeah. it. You can get a lot out of it. Yeah. And then my own garden supply, bro. I mean, that's the best. Yeah. I don't know how much money I'll save on eating lots of meals with my main ingredient being the thing that I grow, but a lot of money. For and sure. It's something that, dude, if, again, I'm always thinking about the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. If something happens and now the stores are out of food or something, I've got a, a solid supply of at least greens. At least, yeah. I, and then for sure with the greens, I live in Oregon mm-hmm. and there's animals all around me. So I'll kill. Anything that I can kill, yeah, and mix that with my kale, for sure. And dude, my family's surviving, yeah. So I'll make sure that. And um, I think having a big garden, dude, what a what a good skill to have, and an important one. And then the the financial savings long term are going to be tremendous. Sure. Plus the benefit of no pesticides, none of that weird mm-hmm. shit. I don't have anybody's goobered on it while they're picking through it in right. the store. Yeah. You know. Worse, I'm going to get a little bird poop on some leaves and I'll rinse, rinse it, off. it off. Yeah, yeah, you're good to go. Yeah. It's all organic. Yep. I, are we ever going to have a um, a Nathan and Gabe show, like, hunting podcast? Do you want to? I've never hunted. So, okay. But Do I you know think that... you would, if if you had an uh, innocent buck, mm-hmm. you know, a little four by four in your sights, do you yeah. think you could end that life? Oh, dude, I'm dead behind the eyes. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't. I don't know. It'd be tough. I mean, here's the situation. You I walk around be, the corner. I bet you my heart would race. Yeah, a buck walks up, like puffs its chest out, breathes in, like a, a bird flies behind it, like a ray of sunshine and the morning light dew, yeah. like on its horns. It's just beautiful. Beautiful situation. Yeah. Right. And could you put one through that thing's heart for real? I mean, here's my thing. I don't know how good of a shot I am. Okay, I, I, so that so so like surfing. I, before I want we to go... kill him quick, right? Like hundred percent. I, I mean, I'm yeah. not trying to to make him have a stressful, terrible death. Yeah, no that's way. the thing. Is I almost feel like I would rather go hunting and watch somebody else. Well, then hunt. we got to have the Nathan and Gabe show go shooting podcast first. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Which is cool. Cause, yeah, but the cost of ammo, bro. Eee. Yeah, I've never I've never shot a rifle. I've shot a handgun twice. Okay. And twice meaning I fired two rounds in the same occasion. Okay. One yeah. one uh was it a pistol, do you know? Or uh, it was like one of a revolver. Looked, it looked like no, it was a pistol, so it kinda looked like one of those like nine millimeter type okay. guns. But I forget it was a little smaller. Okay, probably like a thirty eight. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. But I fired that twice in the woods. Three eighty. Three eighty maybe. Yeah. yeah. I'm not super sure. Not a thirty eight. Yeah. Three eighty. I've never really been a big gun guy, so I'm not you know yeah i mean there's a lot of different types just like cars or anything else if you're into it you can go super deep and and different barrel lengths and different weights and mm-hmm. how that plays on the the bullet how the bullet spins as it goes there's a, so many factors that yeah. go into like such a simple mechanism that if you're really into it you can just like jujitsu or anything else cars mm-hmm. or something yeah. you can go hard bro and we talked about the m1 grand that old yeah, badass sure. rifle i used to sell and, uh, I mean, to have one of those, like, that's a piece of history. Yeah. Um, and also some of these guns now, like, there's a lot of people out there. Oh, camera's too hot on the old uh, Go. GoPro. It's powering Just off. shows how hot it is in the old yeah. uh, Podge sauna. <laughs> I mean, it, we're not going to be able to get it back on. So yeah. I'll, well, I'll find something. That's all right. Good to know right. GoPros uh, get so hot so fast. I mean, if I was, like, on a yeah. dirt bike with that in the desert hitting jumps, are you telling me I only have 28 minutes of activity? Yeah. I wonder, though, if you were hitting jumps in the cool air that was hitting the bike. Okay. Not cool air, but What if it's, like, 100 degrees enough? and I'm in the desert? There yeah, is no cool air. Yeah, I don't know, man. Interesting. Maybe put it in a bowl of water. All right. Okay. Well... So we don't have any video for the Nathan and Gabe show. Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> she was. It's all right. Yeah, we'll figure something out. We got 30 out. minutes of a podcast to fill with no yeah. video, and that's okay. Yeah. I think we'll be just fine because we, we got a lot to talk about. And we adapt. We overcome in this podcast. Yeah. And speaking of adapting and overcoming, we're going to go surfing after this. Uh, yay. <laughs> Are you ready to adapt to... Uh, the ocean and overcome those waves. I mean, they don't look as crazy today. 
Yeah. You know, seeing them, they look, uh, it looks a lot more mellow. Like we did the first time Memorial Day weekend. It yeah. It was pretty chill. Mm-hmm. And so you feel a little bit better about that today? It It's a little bit more assuring looking. Are you going to go stay in the shallow still? Probably. Okay. I mean, I, I've had a lot of weird nightmares already. I have a very active imagination. So, so I, you legit have PTSD from the last... I guess if that's what you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, it's you know? trauma. I mean, yeah. you have some trauma, bro. It was scary. Yeah. You know, I got actually scared, and I don't get scared all that often. I could tell. You know? Yeah. yeah well, you're was... an adult. I mean, most I adults, and we live a cushy-ass life, you know? It's 2021. Yeah. We got electric cars and shit, and yeah. automatic electric cars. Yeah, I can start mine from here on the couch. Sick. Yeah. Wild. But can I can't, it drive I to you though? Uh, no, you don't no, have no. one of those cars. It costs like but they exist. It costs like two hundred bucks to install that. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, they someday. do have those though. Probably someday for sure. Teslas do. They do. Yeah, they have like a pick me up feature. No shit. Yeah, so I think if it's like if it's like parked at the the parking lot of wherever. Yeah. Um, Gucci. If you're driving those, that right? makes sense. Then you if walk you out the, the door drives to you, yeah. and it just rolls up. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Also, stop buying Gucci. Like, <laughs> you know, people that spend so much money on, like, shit that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't care if I have a million dollars. I'll never spend, like, that much money on yeah. shit. Yeah. I, I feel like I would still just... You know what I would spend more money on, though? Uh, I would spend more money on probably better shoes, trying out better shoes. Okay. To see... Because they have, like, really, really good different types of shoes. I would like to try, like, a pair of climbing shoes. Just to walk around them to see how they feel. Oh, I would climbing different... shoes are supposed to be a little bit smaller than your regular shoes. So walking around in those all so day would, would be terrible. Okay. Yeah. But I would like to just try different Especially types you got of big, shoes. you got big wide feet. Yeah, I don't feel like I'd... But that, you know what? Wide feet, I feel like, would probably be a good thing for me climbing if I were to climb. Because that's a lot of surface area. Yeah, but it's when you jam friction. them in that... In that climbing shoe, you don't get to have necessarily the oh, benefit true. of the wide. So no foot. matter what, it doesn't matter. I don't know. You're just limited yeah. to the to the wow. shoe. Yeah. Maybe they have a wide climbing shoe. I Maybe. don't know. Like an E, a double E climbing shoe. Yeah, I have no e idea. Width, I think. Does but yeah, it? I would. I would still try different shoes. I feel like I would still be pretty much like a t-shirt and joggers type of fella. Yeah. But I would. Uh, I would probably try newer shoes. Just um, for the hell of it. Like, just like a pair of Nikes. Like, I want to try Nike. I want to try Merrell's. I want to try... Kind of, yeah. Okay, you can do that every time you buy a new pair of shoes. Why don't you just mix it up? But there are some shoes that are, like, so, so expensive that I would just be curious to try, like, like the best shoe for back pain relief or whatever Mm, it would be. I'd like to try these type of things. The only thing that I don't like about that, though, is that if I got accustomed to it and then now I can never wear like regular shoes or yeah. flip flops. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, if you get a, a shoe that caters to your foot, your foot's never going to necessarily, uh, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I was going to say adapt. Yeah. You know, because like yeah. the arch support. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a whole lot of arch because I've spent a lot of time training barefoot over the last 15 years. Man. Right? Like, well, on the mat, that's barefoot. I mean, or not really. Cause but it, well, you're, it's kind of it's kind of cushioned. Right. So you're, there's a little bit of support. You sound like a big shoe. But I went through like a barefoot running kick for a while. Damn, dude. Yeah, and I I did that. And I, I growing up, I was always outside in the woods, like running through the woods barefoot. Man, like we spent summers barefoot. I mean, yeah. So I, my foot is is pretty strong, and I wouldn't want to dumb it down with shoes. I think mm-hmm. that's the whole argument for barefoot running. Yeah, is. Let your foot naturally adapt to the the natural like push of your running, and that will that adaption will help you run the right way. Yeah. Right. Instead of uh, it'll make you use your arch as a natural spring, mm-hmm. which it's meant to be. And the people that have like big arch support in their shoes, they never really their feet don't ever get strong like they should be to help give them your your foot is your connection to the ground. Yeah. So. All of the things like your strength, your base, your balance, a lot of that plays into how your foot pad touches the ground. Mm -hmm. And if your foot is dumbed down from wearing shoes, you're not going to have the most natural, best barefoot connection to the ground as you would that somebody who's somebody's foot that's adapted to the barefoot lifestyle is going to have. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So shoes are making your feet dumber. Yeah. And I think the the better way would be if you had so much money, just say, screw it, I'm not even going to wear shoes anymore. Because then society is going to be like, oh, you don't have shoes. And then you could just throw money at their face. Yeah. You know? 
that even when you mock throwing money, your hand got close. <laughs> I used to be a lot more flinchy. Remember when I, used to, when I started at the gym? I'd flinch at like everything. And I used I, to do that too. I feel too, like a lot more like, I feel like a lot more ready. Like yesterday, whenever John and I were grappling, he pretend threw a knee at my head. Oh boy. And I, I like blocked it without even knowing, without nice. even thinking about it. Nice. It was wild. I got a forearm up and blocked it. Wow. It would have hurt though. Yeah. Still, it hurt my forearm. That son of a gun. Kneeing, kneeing to the body from a grappling position. I'm glad that's not part of jujitsu. That changes things for sure. Yeah. If if you're trying to do jujitsu and somebody starts striking you, wow, that changes the whole dynamic. It's a combat jujitsu. Well, like that's the same well, deal, right? sort of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and the but next knees, level up, knees. MMA. You still got eight weapons. You know, yeah. your fists, your elbows, your knees, and your feet. So for grappling, usually those are involved in controlling you mm -hmm. and holding you down. And so you can usually get one arm up in the air or one leg while you're kneeing somebody. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to kick somebody while you're grappling. But mm -hmm. if I'm if if you're in between my legs, right, and I'm on, on my back, and mm -hmm. you're in between my legs in my guard, yeah, I can definitely smash you with my heel, yeah, and and make that hurt, right? You know, and I can still I've frame seen, yeah, away with that. my arms and like up kick you, mm -hmm. and so you can still violently strike somebody from grappling positions is that why though like now if you look at uh like mixed martial arts like you know you see a lot of guys that are like the best of the best jujitsu players that, yeah. th that go to do mma some of them are not as dominant of actual fighters like you look at, like crone gracie like crone gracie decided to like do mma and was still really good yeah he's still pretty good but or like damian maya that's another dude who's still like very good but a lot of these guys aren't like the very top of the top because it's hard to be i mean those guys are top of the top guys in the world for yes sure. yes but in terms of like rounded fight skills right they're very one-sided mm -hmm. right and and that's kind of the the game to, to play as a young fighter coming up do you want to try to be good at everything mm -hmm. or do you want to try to be really good at one thing and they, they both have their own benefits and, mm -hmm. and downsides. Yeah. Because if I want to be good at striking with my with my boxing and my Muay Thai, so elbows, knees, all of my eight weapons and my kicks, and I want to be really good at jujitsu, that's a lot of freaking training. Yeah. And to, to just as a natural, you know, learner, to be able to incorporate all of that knowledge into your body and be really good at, at all of those things, that takes a lot. It takes a lot yeah. of training, a lot of time. You have to be really smart. And it's not it's not for everybody because what happens is if I try to be really good at striking and, and really good at jujitsu, then I don't get really good at either one of them. I get okay at, at both of them. Mm -hmm. And long enough time, you'll get really good at both maybe if you stick with yeah. it. But the the lifespan on that on that athlete that's training hard in, in all of those martial arts styles is going to be shorter, I think. Right. So then the be the benefit of, of being one-dimensional fighter is I'm really good at, like, jiu-jitsu. Like, if mm -hmm. I went back into the MMA world right now, I would for sure be a heavy jiu-jitsu fighter because sure. I've spent the last seven years not doing MMA, just doing jiu-jitsu. Mm -hmm. And if I, you know, that being said, I would never want to jump right back into it because now I'm so rusty with my hands. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that would be where my vulnerability is. I would want to take... Uh, maybe two, three months and just concentrate on Muay Thai and mm -hmm. boxing and kind of put my jiu-jitsu on the back burner right. to get caught up enough to where I could go into that fight with somebody that's, whether they're well-rounded or not, mm -hmm. I'll test my hands and if it goes to where we're clinching, like most fights do, then I'll, I'll fall back on my strength, which right. is my jiu-jitsu. And towards the end of my fight career, that's kind of how I was. As mm -hmm. I was more willy-nilly with my punches and kicks Knowing that if, if the guy grabbed me and tried to take me down and go down to the ground, that's where I want to be anyway. Yeah. So screw it. I might as well try to head kick this guy sure. and just go for it. Yeah. You know, and then sometimes your ego gets in, in the way too, and you'll get hit standing up and you're like, screw that. I'm not going to want to use my jiu-jitsu. I just want to punch you back. <laughs> yeah. Right? right. Like you just hit me hard, dude. Now yeah. I want to hit you. Now I get to trade. And so sometimes like, even though I would probably do better on the ground, you get caught in that stand-up game because you just want to punch somebody too, you know? Yeah. You don't. So it's uh, there's so much that goes into that. And those guys that are in the UFC that are uh, at now at that high level of fighting, but they're they come from a high level of jiu-jitsu. 
you know, there's it's kind of a scarier thing because at that level, you're going up against guys that are rounded and their striking could be so terrible that you might not even get a chance to do your jujitsu. Mm-hmm. You might just get slapped. It's like Ben Askren, right? Right? Like yeah. that. If that dude gets a hold of you, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. He's gonna he's gonna grapple you to the ground, control you, and just slowly hit yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And what the trick is there is to run across and do a flying knee, and so don't even give him a chance right. to hit you. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a? I like that guy. Yeah, I, I like Ben Askren too. I feel like a lot of people aren't huge Ben Askren fans. Well, and one of the things that was frustrating is you know how he fought the uh, uh, Jake Paul, the YouTuber. Yeah. Well, um, I people were saying that like you know, man, I can't believe Ben Askren lost, but he was like smiling about it like ten minutes later. Well, I think he didn't really care. He made like a million dollars, dude. Yeah, I know, I know, and I. You know, that's awesome for him. Good job. He he won the game, you know. Yeah. He made his money and he does but gosh dang it, dude. He was a combat athlete yeah. at the highest levels right. in the Olympics and then in in MMA mm-hmm. and it's like, dude, you let this guy come in and dang it, it just stinks. You know what though? Is I think that people uh I think people underestimate the and I I'm not I'm not a huge fan of how those guys act. The Paul brothers, Jake uh, and Logan. Can I just say I didn't know that they both were fighters. I I whenever I heard about them fighting, I thought it was the same brother. I didn't oh, know yeah, that it was just the, the same guy that you didn't know that they both fought. You just Yeah, yeah, I thought same. I thought it was the same okay. brother that yeah. fought Mayweather and yeah. and asked and it was just fighting. I thought yeah. he was just pursuing I, fighting. I often kind of get them confused, but now it's funny in them doing that. I know which one looks like which one. Yeah. Cause it's just, you know, I almost don't even care. Ever. I almost don't want to know, but bro. I want to say though, the thing about that though, is like, uh, a lot of people will say like, man, these guys are just like, you know, YouTubers and they're, you know, obviously just doing this for money, which they are. I mean, they did a lot, they got a lot of money, but the thing that's interesting about it is like, they're like in their early twenties. Yeah, they're like, crushing the game. What if they've been boxing seriously for like four years, like full time training, full time boxing? It's a lot of training, man. That's a lot of time. You know what I mean, yeah, because they have the money to not work and get the best coaches, and they can get the best coaches. They can train, you know, six days a week with a rest day or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these kids could actually be decent boxers when they can afford the whole team because, of support yeah, around so them like, and just lead them. Yeah. Was Ben Askren actually outmatched in boxing? He may have been. Yeah, I think he was. And I think he was shown that his whole fight career. That was the problem yeah. going into it. Everybody's like, dude, you've never been a boxer. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to try to be a boxer. Well, I think fight fans don't like to admit that, though. I think they say, oh, he's just a YouTuber. He's a YouTuber. It's like, look, this, regardless of whatever, if this kid is young and hungry and has access to the best... I mean, I don't know how old he is. He's probably 23, 24 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at it as like in a few years, like, no, he's not going to go and contend for a belt anywhere. Who knows, dude? But right, maybe though. You look at it, I mean, he could be a freak. Like, he could just be a freak. The world that we live in is so crazy. Anything is possible. True. Nothing surprises me at this point. So when I hear like a guy that's a YouTuber is going to be a world champ, I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, might as well be. Yeah. Sure. And it's funny though, is people kind of seem to dislike these guys because they There's are always like haters, YouTubers. bro. But it's funny, is like I, I mean, I mean because they act like assholes. Sure. But the thing is, if he was like a really nice person and like you know lovable to everybody, and everybody's like, man, this guy's the best. Like people, if it was Tom Hanks, if Tom Hanks went out and 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 fucking slept Ben Askren, everybody's like, Tom Hanks <laughs> is the man. Yeah, you know? but this cocky guy. Well, that's the appeal. Yeah, you know, and like any of these guys that that make the headlines or they're doing moving and shaking. Colby Covington, you know, uh, what's his Chael name? Chael Sonnen was like Ch- the first one yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah, McGregor, obviously yeah, McGregor. a huge one. Yeah, um, even like Jorge Masvidal, who's like as as real as it gets. He he played into that like. I'm the baddest dude. Yeah. You know, he played into it a little more than he used to. Yeah. And I think that that's because you see these other guys making bank. Yeah. Spon- right. Because at the end of the day, it's the views, you know, and like these haters, these armchair quarterbacks, mm-hmm. Ben Askren's not looking at their Instagram page. You know, he doesn't no. give any shits about them. Right. And so th- that's like, man, one of my, one of my best uh, victories in MMA I fought a guy, uh, awesome, a cool guy, too, much respect. I wouldn't even get into who he was or anything like that, but it was, it was one of my best fights, and I won. And first, when I went into that fight, like three people clapped for me in this whole room. Wow. It was his hometown, hometown crowd, 
big event. Man. And like my my wife, like my coach, and like one of my my corner men clapped for me. And and then like it was silence and like maybe there was some hissing and some booing going on. And then this other guy came out roaring like people were like shaking in the cage like refs were like don't check the like people are going crazy yeah. right and so all that energy bro it was such a powerful energy and i remember i was i was so confident in in my fight ability at that time that i just remember closing my eyes and like i almost like absorbed that energy and i took that for myself yeah like all that cheering bro i know they're cheering for you but they're cheering for me in my own head mm -hmm. and so i was like Dude, I like absorbed that energy and I, and I beat this guy. And yeah. when I beat him silence again, the gym was only quiet two times that night when I walked <laughs> out and then after I won Yeah. and uh, dude, it doesn't matter if you like me or you like the other guy. Yeah. You're sitting in your seat and you're watching me do my thing. Yeah. I'm not looking at you, bro. I didn't come to your event guy booing for me. Right. Okay. You're here at mine. So, yeah. Suck it, bro. I'm up here, and it's even it's just icing on the cake that I won. Yeah. Even if I didn't win, you guys are out there booing me. You guys are, are you know, you're cheering for your guy. You're not mm -hmm. whatever. So when I when I read shit, I'm almost immune to it now. Like, and I don't have to deal with anything because I'm not anybody. Nobody knows. You know, I don't have shit talkers talking. I have had in my day. You know, and the people that comment garbage, um, dude. I don't even look at their page. I don't, it doesn't matter. Right. Because I'm doing stuff, bro. Mm -hmm. We're doing shit. I'm doing yeah. Nathan the Game Show. You know, sure. I'm doing my business. I'm, we're going surfing. I'm, I'm, I'm being a family man. Mm -hmm. And I have so much more shit to do than, than worry about what other people think about me. I just don't care. And so that's uh, to be able to have the I don't care attitude. That makes, I think that helps you become more successful. Yeah. It's like being actually at peace. Yeah. Like, do you ever see the movie Kung Fu Panda? No. Dude. Is that a watch, good one? Watch that one with the kiddo. It's okay. funny. It's good. It okay. came out like 2010, maybe? Yeah. I want to say. But a anyhow. A long time ago. Uh, uh, Master Shifu finds inner peace. And the panda has an awfully chaotic time trying to find inner peace. But when he finds it, amazing things happen. Wow. It's a good movie, dude. Okay. I think that's in Kung Fu Panda too. They made like three of them. I don't like when they do that with movies. They make like way too many. It's like just just have one. Yeah. One was really good. Two, it progressively got less interesting. Like Terminator. Yeah, you know what's funny is uh, I only saw like one of the newer Terminators, and I never went back and watched the other ones. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've you seen them right. on TV because they're on TV all the time. What about Star Wars? I've seen the Star Wars films. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. I Multiple mean, times. They don't. Do they don't. They don't really get old though. Even though they keep adding to the or do they? Uh. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, Do you think the newer ones are worse than the the originals? So, let me think. Because there's like, how many, I mean, there's, what, three, there's three different generations of films that have came out now. So there's like, four, five, and six came out like a long time ago, what, 80s? Was it in the 80s? I don't uh. remember. And then like, one, two, and three came out, because they had like, the middle ones, the one, two, and three, and then they had like, the ones after the middle ones. Okay. He put, George Lucas, the dude that made them, put it out in like, a weird timeline. Well... So you kind of like know the core characters, then go back and learn about how they became the core characters, and then way later you find out what happens the to the consequences those of the okay yeah. yeah. And uh, what sucks is each of those three films essentially has the exact same story arc. You know, it's like the one person rises through all the odds, and nobody expects him to do it, and then they become like the best Jedi ever. And okay. It, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Well, he's done something right. It's probably like, the, yeah. if it ain't broke, don't Dude, fix I it. Dude, I got... Actually, you know what's funny? is like the newest ones, I got really excited whenever... Um, like, they had this... So, all of the Jedis that were ever good were, like, men. And then they had, like, this woman that came out. Okay. And she was, like, the best Jedi or whatever. And it was actually pretty cool. Like, I got pretty jazzed up. I saw it in the movie theaters. I don't even remember why. Okay. I just wanted something to do. Yeah. I clearly wasn't training then. No. So I was just like, yeah, I guess I'll go watch a movie. Tried to empower the, the women. Yeah. That's and, great. And it was cool, though. I liked it because it was, like, uh, it was just a nice moment. Like, in the, like, she, like, lifts these rocks. I'm like, this is rad. Let's go. Mm. You ever seen a movie by yourself in the theaters? Uh, I'm sure I have. It's a yeah. weird. It's a weird move as a grown man to go into the movie. Yeah, I mean, I have it in the last uh, 
I don't even know. Maybe I haven't. Maybe yeah. I, haven't. I probably have somewhere along the way, but yeah. not in uh, in the last 15 years. Do you years. think that you would have been under the influence of something? Would you have been... No, I probably would have been, uh, like, on a base in, like, Korea or something. I've been like, uh, well, shit, I guess I'll just go to the movies by myself today because I'm (laughs) in Korea. (laughs) That sounds depressing. (laughs) Yeah. I I didn't take advantage of uh, being in Korea as much as I I wish I would have in terms of exploring. But I did. I did a lot of uh, unique things. Like, I... I bought a mountain bike over there okay. just so I could like bike off base cool. and I would just go down roads and roads until I'd, I'd be like in the middle of like surround. I'll never forget. It's like the most epic. I wish I had a picture of it, but I have a picture of my own mind's eye. It's almost like, have you been to Sandpoint, uh, Idaho? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, there's just You've like told me about layers it, and layers of mountains, okay. right? Like just epic. And I remember, and it wasn't mountains at all. It was like hills. But I remember I was on this little road that was like in between just rice paddy fields and uh, like not even a road. I'm talking uh, like a little dirt trail that was maybe 10 feet wide. And I just kept there's enough of a trail that I just kept following it on my bike. And I finally got to like this spot where I stop and it was just rice paddy fields like in a valley and just big like kind of green lush hills all around me. And I remember looking around and being like, man. This is awesome. Like, I'm in a foreign land. Yeah. Um, nobody knows where I am right now. I'm just here, and, like, this is what it's all about. And yeah. I didn't do that enough when I was in Korea. I okay. wish I would have done it more. Yeah, and not went and watched The Terminator in the theaters by yourself. Yeah, right? yeah. I, pr- I And I don't even know if I did that. I don't remember. Because I did <laughs> I did have a, a good time in Korea. I was on, like, the flag football team. That's fun. You know, I, I lifted a lot, so I was a beast. That was, like, definitely my biggest, strongest, fastest point in my I've life. I've seen pictures of you back in the day. Yeah, not yeah. a whole lot of neck going on, just kind of traps. Yeah, and... you are a pretty, pretty thick kid back then. And I used to run, like, dude, I don't know, fast miles time. Like, Dang. I was pretty quick, too. But, uh, so I had a lot of fun in, in yeah. Korea. And I did, like, some rappelling off base. And we had an army battery uh on the base and they they took care of like the missiles Mm -hmm. and so there's it's called the patriot missiles there's like these trucks that have all these missiles on them and every day they're just a couple of degrees different they're the angles of the missiles are based on the intelligence the current intelligence for north korea Whoa. Right? And so... So you guys so, are just ready to, to go. Ready to go, bro. And, and when I went, oh, yeah. when I was there, uh, Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-il's dad, yeah. said he was going to turn South Korea into a lake of fire. Man. And then that was when I was, like, getting ready to go there. And so I thought for sure, like, this is it. Yeah. I, ta- I partied with my friends down at Michigan State. And uh, and had a really good time because I thought this is a, there's a good chance this is it for me wow. guys. And then I went over there and it was uh, it was pretty intense, but not it wasn't like I didn't fear for my life. But yeah. it was pretty sweet. I mean, in terms of uh, like a military experience, mm-hmm. because our our dorms. You know, I was in the Air Force, so we had like air conditioned dorms. You know, while the army guys sleep in like this. Well, they I think the army people actually were in the dorms because they were on an Air Force base. Okay. A lot of other military, they would be in like a a, a hut or something. Not 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 nearly as nice With as like no an AC. Air Force dorm. Yeah. But uh-huh. the downside is is that we were right next to the flight line, and there's always these jets like taking off all oh, day, man. every all day and night. And they would take off with like these super big engines and your windows would like rattle. Yeah. So it was though, looking back at it now mm-hmm. from the cushiness of my own chair. Yeah. Um, it was pretty exciting though to be able to like look out the window and see jets taking off. And, and uh, man, I used to love to go jogging around the flight line. And from uh, one side, I had all these Patriot missile batteries like overlooking the Yellow Sea. And then there's like this little road that I would run. And then there's jets taking off on the other side it was very like a top gun vibe yeah that's wild you know and so dude it was hard and kind of miserable at the time but it's funny how looking back at it it's like nah that was pretty awesome and i and i look back at it with like fond memories yeah you know um because i did something that was really cool and uh even though gosh at the time i was like checking the calendar every day waiting for one more day to go by so i could come back to the states yeah you know so do you get so so when you say fond memories? Uh, do you get nostalgic about stuff fairly easily? 
Um, I mean, I've done, a, I think, a lot of cool things in my life. Yeah. And that, that helps motivate me to continue to do cool things. But there's also things that have come and gone in my life, too. Like uh, Diego's life. You know, living in a van and traveling. Yeah. I'll probably never do that in my yeah, life. Yeah, I love that guy, man. And me, too. Me, guy. too. And so do I. I. I miss him a lot. He's a good good teammate and a good mm-hmm. guy to have around. Yeah. Uh, but, just like, the van life. I won't be doing that, probably. Yeah. Um, but, like, my military time. Uh, I always will wonder, like, oh, what if I would have stayed in? You know, I would. Who knows what rank I would be now, and I'd be yeah. ready to retire, and and uh, life would be totally different if I would have continued that path. Sure. But the military's also kind of been jerked around a lot, and they're they're tools of politicians. Yeah. And I did not enjoy not knowing what I was having to do. You know, I, one, I don't like being told what to do, right? <laughs> but. If I'm told what to do and I understand why I'm doing it, then I can do it. In the military, they don't necessarily tell you shit. You just got to do it. And if somebody says do it, you got to do it. And it's not why or what, you know. And it's like I'm always the kind of guy that I want to know why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. So your moral compass is just completely lost. You don't know why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, There's the moral side of it, too, for sure. Um, I was less probably patriotic in the military than I am now outside of it. Okay. You know, and that's just because our, our country has changed. Yeah. Uh, and I've become more patriotic because I think that the country has become less patriotic, at least in terms of like media and Mm -hmm. some, you know, we've have a lot of freedom to do anti-American shit, especially here in Oregon. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the things that I grew up with, like family values and like, I don't know, not polluting and respecting your environment, respecting your health and respecting people and businesses, just respect and a lot of that shit's gone out the window. Yeah. And uh, and I think that the people that have supported uh, the the I don't even know what the word is, dude. The the sh- increasing shittiness of of some of our cities in our state, mm-hmm. i.e., Portland, Eugene. Yeah. Um, the people that support that they don't have the same sort of values that I have, mm-hmm. and that's kind of been a, a real eye opener for me. And part of that, I think, is the media. Part of that is the the political climate and the the, the fear yeah. and the uncertainty that's in the world around us, which is pretty heavy right now. But all of that has made me reflect more as an adult on what I think is important. And you know, love of family, love of country, like just pride in where you live, who you are, how you interact, how you hold yourself, how. You know, how you treat other people and businesses and every aspect of being a good, healthy community member. Mm-hmm. That shit means to me a lot. Way more than ever has. Yeah. Because especially here, man, in Newport, this is where I planted my flag. This is where I want to raise my family. I don't oh. want to raise my family in a shitty place. No. I want, to, I want my daughter to be around healthy people, you know, yeah. and I try to create a really healthy environment for her and for myself, for my mm-hmm. own life. And I take pride in that. And, and I take pride in my community because my community is one where I have the, the healthy freedom to grow into my fullest potential. And if, if you got your, your business is getting spray painted and your windows are getting smashed yeah, and burned sucks. and looted and, and just like what we have going on in the whole I-5 corridor, that doesn't help you want to grow as a business owner or a community member. It makes you want to get out. Makes you want to get the hell out of there, yeah. dude. And so I'm I'm so happy and I'm grateful that the life that we have is one that I enjoy and I want to keep that. And so to be able to keep that, I have to look back and reflect at how I feel about things that come up. Yeah. And the way I feel is more patriotic. You know, the flag means more and I think it's more important than ever in my lifetime to be able to look at that flag and be proud and to really think about what it stands for. Yeah. And uh, when I was in the military, bro, like I, I wore the flag on my uniform and I represented everything about that flag. My job was to protect the, the Constitution of the United States and the, the, all of the things that make America what it is. Yeah. And, and part of that agreement is to protect against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Mm-hmm. And so when I was in Korea, the foreign part was easy. The yeah. guy right up above me said he was going to turn where I live into right. a lake of fire. Yeah. Right? So fuck that guy. Yeah. Right? I can, that, that's the bad guy yeah. for me. That now was the, easy. Now domestic. Yeah. Is, but yeah. now here we are, man. And, yeah. and now I'm seeing my cities 
being like just trashed, mm-hmm. dude. And if if we were in a position right now where another country flipped a switch and turned America ten years ago into the America that it is today, we would consider that as a devastating act of war. Right? Like, look at how much fire yeah. and mayhem and, and trash sure. and businesses and, and livelihoods that are lost. Yeah. Ten years ago, things were doing good. Five years ago, things were doing good. Three years ago, things were doing really good. Yeah. And now here we are. Even if, even if you could flip the switch from three years ago, two years ago, to today, if, if another country did that, we would nuke the shit out of them. Yeah. And so, man, yeah, I'm all about that. American flag. Yeah, man. And and Team USA, bro. I'm on it. Yeah. Yeah. Team America. All right. I went hard for that last yeah. five minutes. Yeah, that was, that was wild. All well, right. Well, we did it live. Yeah. Fuck it. We'll do it live. All right. Thanks, everybody. Fuck it's the Nathan and Gabe Show. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>